sports account and you can earn a $50 bonus on top of your original $50 or more deposit using promo code GET50. That's promo code GET50. The William Hill Nevada Mobile Sports app allows you to bet on the go from any iPhone, iPad, or Android device from anywhere in Nevada. Sign up today and you'll never miss another bet. With the largest wagering menu, the mobile sports app features live in-play betting on football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, and tennis. For more information, visit williamhill.us. William Hill is a proud partner of the Vegas Golden Knights. Sound off Raider Nation. Join GT the Brick weekdays from noon to 2 p.m. from the most interactive talk show in sports talk radio. We are RNR 920 AM, KRLV Las Vegas. Broadcasting live from the Treasure Island Sports Club. It's in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, presented by Tequila and Bahador. I want to thank you very much for making my day in the sun so What's good, what's good, what's good, Raider fans and NFL fans and football fans, college football fans, NFL football fans, Raider fans, uh, Vinny Bonsignor. I'm live in Pittsburgh. Q Myers, uh, my great colleague, is live over at the Golden Circle Sports Book at the Treasure Island. So if you're nearby, go say hello to Q. Um, I'm sure he's got some hookups one way or another, uh, and it's a <laughs> lot of fun over at the Golden Circle Sports Bar. Uh, in the huddle, live, uh, brought to you by Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM. But before we get started, Q, I got to say something, man. I was listening in on you uh, and Devon uh, before I came in, and I got to say something to Devon. Devon, all right, you, you got cards to play. We all got cards to play, <laughs> but, but, but let me tell you something, man, and I know uh, Q's got my back on this one. The cards are only as good as you play them, all right? You can't be wasting cards, for crying out loud. You know what I'm talking about, so uh, let's get that cleaned up uh, right away. Um, secondly, the caller before that, who um, let the world know about a certain something he did to a certain statue that uh, is at the <laughs> Pittsburgh airport. Oh, my God, I'm glad I'd heard that, because, uh, and I'm glad, as I passed it today, I took a picture from a nice socially distanced distance. I'm glad I know what I know now because, and I'm glad I had the wherewithal to not touch that damn thing uh, <laughs> today in Pittsburgh. Q, man, what, what the heck is going on, brother? Hey, man, look, Raider Nation's feeling some kind of way, man. They're not, they're not very happy about, you know, Franco and the catch that wasn't a catch, the incompletion. I mean, I've never seen an incompletion celebrated so much, but, you know, it is celebrated in Pittsburgh. They made a statue over incompletion. I mean, think about that. I got to say that uh, driving to the hotel from the airport, I was, uh, you know, checking in uh, on some of the local sports talk radio here in Pittsburgh. And obviously they were talking about that. They were they did a good job of uh, of, of going down memory lane uh, because much like Raider Nation understands, especially the older fans uh, in, in the bunch, uh, the 70s. You, you could talk about, and this is what they were saying, Q, you could talk about the Ravens and the Steelers. You could talk about the Patriots and the Steelers. You could talk about the Browns and the Bengals, you know, some of their some of their natural rivals, uh, division rivals. But there's really no rivalry that compares. I don't care what has happened since at all. Zero. There's no rivalry like that 70s Oakland Raiders Pittsburgh Steelers rivalry. They played each other so many times in so many big games, and it was brutal, bloodthirsty football, the way football was played back then. Lines got crossed all over the place on both sides. And I yep. know that Steeler fans like to say that, you know, Atkinson and those guys uh, try to take Lynn Swan's head off, which, yeah, they, they actually tried to do that a couple times. But there were some shenanigans from the other side, too. It was just 
a brand of football that that's I don't think played. fans today quite understand. No, because that's how football was played then. I mean, yeah. it was, you know, and if they went out there and they played that style of football now, there's a 15-yard flag, there's a suspension, there's kicked out the game, there's this, that, and the other, there's fines. I mean, you just can't play. As much as Raider Nation wants to see Jonathan Abram just clean someone's clock, if you do, if it looks bad now, that's the thing about it. If it looks like a penalty, it's a penalty. You know what I mean? If it's that big hit and you go, ooh, then it's like, whoop, got to throw the flag. Just you know what's it ironic about all that, Q? Um, and I, I'm, I'm with you. And, I, I look, we all understand why they're doing it. I mean, right, it doesn't course. take a brain surgeon to figure out. They're trying to keep players safe. Right. Well, try, well ex- you, you mentioned brain. Brain. They're worried about the brain. There you go. <laughs> uh, it was probably a poor, poor choice of words, but actually, you know, as but, it turns out. That was you know, perfect. It was perfect. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, but, 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 and you're right. And we all understand that and, and we all get that. Um, so, you know, what's ironic about it too, when you really think about this cue and we're kind of going off on a little tangent, but why not? Let's, let's go down some memory lane right now because it is Steelers against the, the, the Raiders. And for right. our younger listeners, maybe we could give you a little bit of a history lesson here, uh, and maybe inspire you to go, you know, to YouTube and go check out some, there's some great videos on YouTube yeah. uh, of this rivalry. It was, it was a special time in the NFL without question. Um, but you know, what's so ironic about that. And I asked, I remember being at a, um, it was, it was at the NFL office and, and commissioner Goodell would, would host some writers and broadcasters and whatnot. Uh, every year we would do it. And we were in his office and we were talking about, he was, he was, they were explaining some new rules, you know, some of the newer rules that's led us to where we are trying to take the helmet out of the game, trying to take the head out of the game as a weapon, you know, with the helmet. You know, they had videos and, and everything and, and explaining why they were doing what they were doing, what hits, you know, they're trying to eliminate, why, you know, why they were doing that. And this was still at a time when and I brought this up to him and he really didn't have an answer for me. But I was like, you do realize that you could go to and I'm going to date myself a little bit here, uh, Q, but you could go to Blockbuster Videos <laughs> or a video store <laughs> and literally <laughs> and I know you know where I'm going with this. Yes. And literally order the best hits of the season. The be- yeah. I mean, so on one hand, and I don't know if those are even made anymore. I don't think that they are. But he even was like, yeah, you know, you're kind of right about that. Because on one hand, you're trying to eliminate, you know, uh, and, and make the game safer and rightfully right. so. But on the other hand, there was no question that the NFL uh, profited from that. I mean, they literally marketed videotapes. Because I know I got them, and I'm pretty sure you did too back yep. in the day, of like the biggest crunching hits. And there were some vicious hits, Q. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what the game was. I mean, it was – they were going for the home run hits. I mean, they were just going for those big-time, you know, buyouts and all that. I mean, yeah, there was there was features. In, and, you know, NFL Network, before it was NFL Network, they used to show those all the time, top ten hits and, all, you know, all that stuff. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's exactly what it was. But it's so funny you mentioned Blockbuster, man. Blockbuster, for the kids, Blockbuster was Netflix and chill before you could Netflix and chill. Yes. I wore yes. my Blockbuster card out, man, date after date after date. What do you want to do? Let's go to Blockbuster. You know what I mean? That meant that you were going to yeah. go get a video and take it to the house and hope for the best. Sometimes <laughs> you find a date at Blockbuster. You know, you run into somebody at Blockbuster. Oh, hey, I haven't seen her in a long time. Hey, what are you doing? You know, so I'm not sure if that was going on in your neighborhood, but my neighborhood uh, every once in a while. There were some hookups <laughs> even there because it was packed, and you had to get yes. there early to get your movie. You know, yep. you know yep. otherwise you were out of luck and you had to watch – something that you like for like an 18th 
time. Right. You couldn't get you couldn't get yours. Be kind, rewind. Yeah. We all know that. <laughs> we all know that, Joe. That's or, hilarious. Hey, how many times did you? Let me ask you this. Since we're going down memory lane, what was your biggest fine? Would you say? Like you don't even have to be. Um, you don't have to. Carla even be, Rossi. <laughs> how how much did you end up paying? Did you just buy the damn thing? Oh, like I, like, that's a movie. Oh, I thought you. Oh, my bad. <laughs> no, no, yeah. I thought you were asking about the girl. My bad. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> my bad. Uh, as I'm googling Carla Rossi or whatever. No, that was. Oh, um, my bad. Oh. All right. So Oops. no. What, what, no. What, what I was saying to you was. Um, you remember how, like, you know, like, we were young and stupid uh, sometimes, and you were supposed to bring it back within three days, or you're supposed oh, to bring yeah. it back within a week. And it, it ended up, like, in the in, in the bottom of your car. Oh, I'll get it. I'll get yeah. it. I don't know why, you know, we were so stupid to do that. But I've had – I had a couple of – you know, that, that, that were, like, you know, probably arrest warrants might have been uh, might have right. been issued for that movie. And it was, like, I'll just pay the 30 – whatever it is. What is it? $30? I'll just pay the $30. Something so I was like just asking that, yeah. you. Yeah. If you remember if, if there was any blatant uh, Q Myers, uh, you know, movies that you that you rented and that maybe never made it, made it, made yeah, it its way back. You know, which Black one was always the one I never took back was Delirious. I oh. never took Delirious oh. back. And the funny thing is, I had it so long that I just had to start going to different different video stores. Like I went I was at Blockbuster for a while. Then I was at like Hollywood video. Then I was at the next. I was at the little corner store video. Like I kept just. Uh, just like bouncing away because I had bad, you know, faulty accounts. So, right, I got you. I got you. I saw Delirious live. How about that? Did you really? Yeah, it was. Are at you the, serious? Um, what's that? You're serious? You saw Delirious I'm live? I'm compl- I, well, I saw pretty much every concert that Eddie Murphy did live. Wow! Uh, but I remember seeing uh, Delirious over at um, Universal the-, the 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 theater that they had over at Universal, and you know that was the back in the day where. Like after the show, like you can kind of make your way down to the to the front row, you know, just to yeah. like praise whoever it was, whoever the artist was. So uh, you, you know, do that. I'm heading back up, you know, uh, to exit, and who do I run into? Richard Pryor was there, wow. and I, I shook his hand. And I was like, dude, you have no idea what you mean to me. Period. And I I don't know if I washed that hand for a couple of weeks because that was I, I love Eddie Murphy. He's probably number two for me. Right. But number one is Richard Pryor. And I know today's, you know, uh, contemporary kids, you know, that they, they I, I would urge anyone to go watch some uh, videos of him or just listen to his albums. You know, they have them on, on YouTube as well. Yeah, yeah. To me, he was the he was the top. He was the top. But yeah, to see Eddie Murphy live and then walking away and, and running into Richard Pryor, who was there to wow. support and, and watch him, that was quite quite the memory. But uh, we're taking we're taking a little trip down memory lane. Yeah, too. man, uh, we didn't. I made, like this. People talk about me making left turns, man. We done made a left. We went back right. We made a U turn or a, or a complete U, like my mom, or a complete circle. <laughs> I don't know. My mom used to call it something a complete U turn. Yeah, that's what she said. Make a complete U turn, which. Duh, Which you is all make, good because we are you talking make about. got to make a complete U-turn. <laughs> yeah, and we are talking about Raiders, uh, uh, Steelers, and it kind of dawned on you know, like when you, you almost have to leave sometimes and get out of town yeah. to go to the other places, te- uh, you know, home to kind of get that sense right. of what it means because they're literally talking about it on 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 their on their radio shows. Like, hey, uh, it, and and you know, recently I didn't know this until I did a little bit of research, but the, for whatever reason, and they were talking about this today, Q. Um, the Raiders have the Steelers' number. It's, yeah. it's like un- they're uncanny. five and two. The last seven games, they're five and two. 
Yeah, and they've won three of the last four, um, if I could trust uh, the, the, the commentator uh, today that I was listening to. So three of the last four. There's been some crazy shenanigans. It doesn't yep. make any sense nope. because typically the Raiders have been down and the Steelers have been up. Yep. But, you know, uh, 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 different names, different quarterbacks. Yep. Um, Gradkowski was yep. brought up. That was a you famous know, game, man. That game, that was one. That game, me and Little Q, was. Uh, we were living together in this condo in Fresno, and uh, the next-door neighbor was a big Steeler fan. And so every time the Steelers scored in that game, the, the neighbor would pound on the door, on the wall. And then every time the Raiders scored, we'd pound on the wall. And so it was back and <laughs> forth. So it was just like a, it was like a battle, but it was just between the walls because we were so close. It was just like bang, bang, bang. And then the Raiders won that game, so Little Q started dancing and really pounding on the wall. It was great. So yeah, Ever been go. in one of those situations where either you or the next-door neighbor uh, had uh, something that was like about four or five seconds ahead um, you yes. know, like, like how, I hate that, man. I do because, too. Yeah, because you're hearing, yeah, and you're like, what just happened? And then, then you finally see what happened on your TV or vice versa. So uh, it could get like that sometimes. My, but my course, mom used to do that to me because I had I was bootlegging the Raider games, and she always was able to watch <laughs> them live. And so I would be on a stream. And so also she'd text me and say, oh, needed that one, or that was a big one. And I was like, what was a big one? And then all of a sudden, like two minutes later, it's like, oh, interception. I was like, oh, yeah, yeah. mom was right. Or, 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 yeah, or like, <laughs> that wasn't holding. And you're like, right, oh, no, right. what happened? Exactly, exactly, yes. <laughs> so, yes. Uh, we are but, so okay, so we, we will talk about the past, but obviously um, uh, all focus is on the next 48 hours and, and Sunday's game uh, here in Pittsburgh, which is where I am, uh, against the Steelers. Bad news, obviously. I think it was all headed in this direction, uh, uh, Q, in terms of Josh Jacobs being down for uh, Sunday. Uh, what were your thoughts? I, I, I'm, I'm sorry I wasn't able to, to listen to uh, most of the show earlier, but uh, general thoughts on, on Josh Jacobs being out. Well, you know, it's unfortunate, man, because he's that, he's that workhorse. You know, I mean, I just feel like the offense flows better even when he's in the game. I feel like that there's just more confidence in the running game when he's there. I know Kenyon Drake is a really good player. I'm excited about what he could bring to the table. But Josh Jacobs almost is that soothing voice. You know, he's almost that soothing you, you feel confident when he's in the game. You see 28 out there, you're thinking, okay, things are fine. I mean, you were in the press box when he had that nice 15-yard run where, and I know he was hurting and he was banged up, but he had a couple cuts on that run, and it just looked like, man, he's just smooth as silk. You know what I mean? So it's like you, you, you have a lot of confidence when Jacob's in the game. He won't be there. That's unfortunate. I've been having people text me. Uh, it's funny, when John Gruden told us today in the media session that he wasn't playing, we all immediately tweeted that out. And then, like, three minutes later, Schefter put it out. And then all of a sudden, it's like breaking news. And we're like, man, we all put that out three minutes ago. But oh, man. Yeah, you know how that, that goes. You know how that goes. But, yeah, oh, man, yeah. It's, a, it's a big deal. Uh, but, hey, you know, I, I hate to say it. It's, it's the NFL, and people always say next man up. I always say if the next man was as good as the, the first man, he'd been the first man and not the next man. But it is what it is. You know, I mean, yeah. you, got, you got to roll with what you got. So you have – you have Kenyon Drake, who's a who's a jack of all trades. He can do multiple things. You have Peyton Barber, who they went and decided they they wanted to bring off Washington's football team's uh, practice squad. And then you have Trey Regis that you could also bring in there and sprinkle in as well. So they have guys that can get it done. You just don't have Josh Jacobs. Right. Uh, th- let me throw a couple things at you. Number one, um, I think it would be a little bit different, Q, if let's say this is, was was the fifth or sixth game, you know, and 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 Josh Jacobs was a guy that was running for a buck fifty and a buck sixty, like it was that important you know right. but they won a game just yep. a few days ago actually with kind of a minimal uh, amount of um, of production from him do you think that may help a little bit like not not discounting the loss whatsoever and the raiders are going to need him 
for the bulk of the season, and and so this is good for him to try to get healthy. Uh, you know, we'll talk about that too because this could be something that lingers. But do you think that because it's not like they're so over overly reliant on him, if there's a if there's a, a player that they can deal with being out for a game, maybe it's Josh Jacobs. Well, yeah, and I think, and I said this a, a little earlier in the show, I said that I think that Derek Carr is going to be uh, quick with the ball anyway. I think he's going to be a guy that's going to have a lot of quick, short passes and, you know, kind of get the ball out that way because, again, the Steelers have that, you know, that pass rush, man. They have Cam Hayward. They have T.J. Watt. They have guys that can get after Melvin Ingram. I mean, they got dudes, you know, so I think that they're going to try to slow down that pass rush by the quick passing game. So I think that you're going to see Derek Carr. This may be a game, as much as I'm not a big fan of it, it might be a game you see him throw the ball 50 times like you saw him throw it 50-plus last week. I mean, you just – it might be the case, and that might be what they have to do. And Kenyon Drake is a guy who can catch the ball in the backfield and then make some magic happen. So I know that there's ways to have the running game without necessarily having the running game. It's, it's you know, like that short, quick, you know, passing game is almost like a long, a long run. You know what I mean? So I think that that's going to be a, an element of the game as well. Yards after catch and uh, put guys yep. in space and, yep. and, and run your game that way if that's what you got to do. And, uh, and you're right. Uh, every game – you know, unfolds the way it's going to unfold. And, and, and the, the key is you got to just do whatever you got to do, whatever, the, whatever uh, colors you have to paint with, to, to paint the masterpiece of a W is what you have to, is what you have to do. Yep. I brought this up a couple of days ago on the show, Q. Um, I remember Kobe Bryant talking about, you know, the criticism he gets for shooting the ball too much. Right. And he brought up, the movie Mozart. I don't know if you ever saw the movie Mozart, but nope. um, it was a great movie. It wasn't and in a blockbuster when I went to get it. There, there you go. There you go. But there was a <laughs> there was a, a a classic scene in that movie, and, and this really happened. This is the whole thing. And you know, Kobe, being the uh, world renowned man that he is, um, he brought he literally brought this up when asked the question about him shooting too much. Okay, so in this movie Mozart, he writes a symphony. It's a great symphony. He's a young man. He writes this great symphony. He gives it to the king, I think, of England. Um, or France, one of, one of those countries, and, and, and says, you know, well, what do you think? After the, after the symphony, what do you think? And the king was kind of this putz, simple-minded dude, and he's like, I, I don't know. There, there, there were just too many notes. I think there's just too many notes. And Mozart's like looking at him incredulously and like too many notes. It, it, there's never too many notes, too little notes. You do what you got to do to write your symphony. Like that's whatever you got to do, you do. And that's what Kobe brought up. Like it's never about shooting too much or too little. It's what I think I need to do to win a basketball game. So right. if it's 30 shots a game in a, in a game, not that I'm setting out to do that, right. but that's what the game de- demanded. Or five shots. Maybe I only have to shoot five times. I don't know if that ever happened, but right, right. you know that, that's the point. So it's not ideal that the Raiders dropped back and threw it 56 times <laughs> on Monday right. at all. No. And it's, I don't think it's sustainable, and I don't think that's something that they need to be doing a lot of. But we come to this game against the Pittsburgh Steelers, just like you said. Maybe that's the recipe that you got to cook up for these first couple of weeks, trying to bridge the gap back to, um, you know, a healthy Josh Jacobs. Right, exactly. And the thing about that is, and this is what I've been trying to, trying to tell everybody, uh, everyone wants, you know, hey, just rest Josh Jacobs for a little while and let him get healthy. He's got a toe injury. Yeah. It's a toe injury. And anyone who's played any kind of sports that have ever had, and I've had broken toes before, and there's nothing you can do about it except for, well, you just have to let it rest. But how long do you let it rest? How, when, when, does, when does Josh Jacobs heal? You know what I mean? Like, he's not going to heal anytime soon. He's got a plate in his cleat, and he's going to have to do the best he can. So maybe he feels a little bit better following this week. 
but he's still going to be banged up. It just it I, doesn't get much better. I, um, yeah, I don't even know what to say about that. Uh, honestly, I, 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 you know, you don't want to be an alarmist at all. And we don't know. That's the other part. We don't know how bad it is, right. what the what the exact injury is. So you don't want to speculate. But when you start operating in the world of toes with the right. running back, any player for that yep. matter. Yep. But with the running back, uh, let's let's face it. It's not like a quarterback where you could kind of manage it sometimes. Exactly. Depending on what the plant foot is and all that. But yep. it just doesn't. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I don't want to be an alarmist, but not feeling good about that. No, I mean, you have 17-game season, and you have a toe injury in week one. You know that that's going to be something. I mean, and Josh Jacobs is that guy who will run two yards and, boom, put his foot in the dirt. Isn't that what we always say? Put your foot in the dirt and go. That's what he does. And when he puts his foot in the dirt, guess what happens? That toe gets irritated. It's just a reality. You cannot stop it from happening. Yeah, so uh, obviously the Raiders are, like like you said, uh, it's next man up. No excuses. Uh, there's still, to me, um, an opportunity to win this game. I think they have, and that's, I'm kind of getting ahead of myself, but that goes to the depth that I think that they have put together this year. Now, it's being tested early, probably far too early. I know it's far too early than they wanted it to be tested, right. without question. You don't want to be in the situation in game two. However, right. the key is... Is, is, is putting the depth in place so that whenever it happens, you're in a better position to deal with injuries to whatever position you're talking about. And, and, and Q, I think whether you're talking about the defensive line, even in the secondary, um, the offensive line, you already saw a couple of guys come in there and, and lock it down pretty well, yeah. pretty darn well as backups. Um, and now running back with Kenyon Drake. That was a head scratcher at the time. I, I'll never forget the text back I got when I was doing a little bit of. So what was the you know thought process behind that? Have you seen how many games we play this year? Right, yeah, seventeen. You right. know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, do the yeah. math exactly. and understand what Josh Jacobs has been through the first two seasons. So to me, at the time, it made a ton of sense. I don't care about the money. Never right. cared about it, money. Yeah. It ain't my money or anybody exactly. else's. So I thought that was a pretty good signing. Yeah, no, I did too. I was excited about that that signing when they they made that signing for that exact reason. I mean, that that's a one-two punch with Jacobs and Drake, and Drake could do so many things. He's so versatile, and that's that's the other thing that a lot of people didn't look at. They just looked at him as a running back because that's his title. But he can catch the ball in the backfield. He can return kicks. I mean, he could do a lot of good things that can be an element into John Gruden's offense. Well, now they have to fast track it, and he's going to be needed to be that guy early uh, in the season. You know, he's going to have to be leaned on a little bit more than anyone was expecting because you expected to have Josh Jacobs healthy for, you know, quite a while before maybe – you know, he misses some time or whatever happens. But, unfortunately, it's the nature of the beast. That's just how football goes. And so Kenyon Drake's going to be leaned on a little bit. And I think that John Gruden's going to be able to look at him and say, this is how I'm going to scheme this up. This is what I'm going to do. You know, and, and, and that's I'm okay with that. I'm absolutely okay with that. Uh, I'm excited about what he could do. Uh, he had five catches on Monday for 59 yards. I mean, think about that. That's, you know, that's 11, catch, that's 11 yards a catch. That's a first down. Kenyon Drake was able to do that. He had 11 yards rushing, but he he averaged 11 yards a catch on Monday. So the dude can make things happen. No question about it. Um, Also, where I go, uh, my eye is looking at it right now. Uh, I know that there's no game status put on him, uh, but but Denzel Perryman with the hip limited at practice today. Uh, The reason that that my eyes go there, uh, Q, is Nick Wachowski's out with the concussion. 
Yep. So what happens yep. behind him? Um, and and we're going to talk about this, but but that's where a guy like KJ Wright comes into play because he he has played all those linebacker positions. Yep. So there might be a little bit of mixing and matching going on uh, there uh, a, as well. Unique Ngakwe, it looks like he's going to give it a go um, with the with the hamstring injury. Give him a lot of credit uh, for getting back. Carl Nassib, uh, pectoral toe, questionable. It's not looking good, but you know when you start thinking, okay, Unique Ngakwe limited. Uh, Carl Nassib. Oh, by the way, they've got. A guy by the name of Clee Farrell, who's coming back this week. So, um, again, you're talking about depth. It's it just seems a lot better this year than it was in the past. Yeah, I do. I agree, and we'll see. We'll see what Clee can do. I think Clee's a major factor, man. I mean, he's a guy that, in my opinion, was a healthy scratch on Monday, and uh, it sounded like that when Gus Bradley talked to the media yesterday. That you know, to get back on the field, I think he answered your question. As a matter of fact. He's got to, you know, show. He's got to show what he could do. So we'll see. I think he's going to be uh, needed in a major way on, on Sunday. And if he steps up, then maybe he stays on the field a little longer than expected. Yep, absolutely. Uh, you're, you're listening to uh, In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Q Myers. Q Myers is over at uh, the Golden Circle Sportsbook at the Treasure Island. So go say hi. Uh, I'm here in Pittsburgh getting them ready for the game on Sunday. Uh, we want your calls, so, uh, so hit us up. We, when we get on the other side, we'll continue to talk about the, the theme of the day, the theme of the week. How do the Raiders overcome these injuries to go to Pittsburgh and come out with the win? You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, Lincoln Kennedy, or excuse me, Q Myers. <laughs> Raider Nation Radio, 920 AM in the huddle. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. What's good, Raider Nation? Welcome back to Raider Nation Radio. 9.20 a.m. on a football Friday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Q Myers. Q is over at the Golden Circle Sportsbook uh, at the Treasure Island. So if you're uh, if you're uh, somewhere by the Strip or, or anywhere nearby, go say hi to uh, Q. It's a great setting. Uh, I'm sure the TVs are blaring right now with all sorts of sports, college football, sports, or excuse me, baseball, uh, everything else that uh, that's going on in the sports world uh, right now. I'm in Pittsburgh. Uh, I'll be here covering the game on Sunday. And, oh, by the way, looking at the weather uh, report, it looks like it's going to be in the 80s uh, on Sunday. So a little oh, bit of humidity. Okay. It was a little bit humid uh, today when I got here. But, Q, yes. I've been here in some hellacious weather. So I would think that this was probably the best time of year to come play Pittsburgh. Yeah, no, I, I bet it is. And it's funny that you're there right now because I'm here and I literally have a dry fit jacket on and I have pants on today, which is very unusual. But the weather what? here is kind of, uh, kind of, kind of funky a little bit. You know, it's like raining earlier. It's supposed to, sto- it's supposed to storm. But yeah, I got a jacket and pants on today. Believe it or not. Well, uh, I heard somebody say earlier this week, Q, and I was ready to get on my knees and thank the Lord up above um, because I think it was on Wednesday. Somebody uh, locally had said this is going to be the last day of triple digit weather in Las right. Vegas. I was like, oh my God, thank you so much. <laughs> uh, be- because it's a grind. I know you just moved, you know, how, how long you been here? A couple months now, I guess? Yeah, I got um, here in July, but I came from Texas. So, I mean, when people ask me all the time, like, oh, how are you doing with the heat? I was like, I came from Texas. That's it's, true. It's hot and humid and disgusting and nasty. All the, And by the way, the bugs are super big. At least when I sit in the backyard at night, there's no bugs that bother me. I, I love sitting in the backyard because I don't have bugs that surround me. In Texas, nope. the bugs look like um, they're as big as birds. So, yeah. No I'm scorpions good. yet? 
Have you have you read? Oh uh, no, I'm I'm a Scorpio, so Scorpions they just they'll just gravitate oh, to me like we're, okay. we're homeboys. Uh, all know? right, uh, my so brother's a Scorpio, so I, I know you guys well. Yeah, uh, exactly. Hey man, so ble- <laughs> hey, if you believe one rumor, believe them all, man. Everything all right. about a Scorpio no is it. real. No doubt about it. Yes, sir. I'm a Sagittarius. I just chill, so uh, there you I'm, go. I'm, I'm all good. Hey, we did um, get a text real quick, Vinny, on the Salmon Ash text line at six nine one eight seven. I meant to pass this on to you earlier. Go for it. How old is Vinny? Delirious came out in '83. All right, yeah. So uh, I was, I was, I was a uh, in in high schoolish right there. I was in high schoolish right there. So, but we we would we lived uh, in in Los Angeles. Like I, I grew up in a place called Ventura, but I had older cousins and older okay. and an older brother. Um, okay. And so we were down there all the time. My brother DJed, and um, you know we had friends that DJed. So we were always. Uh, down on Sunset, uh, shopping for records over at Tower Records. So nice. we I didn't want, you know, we knew that there was something beyond just Ventura. So yeah. uh, if somebody, and, and those were those days. And I, let's go down memory lane one more time here, Q. Remember how you used to get concert tickets? You would go like to lo- your local radio or yes. me, your uh, uh, album store. Tower had, or Warehouse. Te- we went to Warehouse, exactly. Yep. We had a yep. warehouse in Ventura. Yep. And that, it was so funny because when you would go see Earth, Wind and Fire or Prince or whatever uh, at the Forum, it was just a pack of people from your town. Like I'm, I'm thinking now that they just gave, like, they, it was just like, okay, here's the Ventura tickets, right. here's the San Pedro tickets, here, you know. So it was just like uncanny. You're looking around, going, hey, there's so and so, there's so and so. How did we all end up in the same darn section of the? Yeah, of the stadium? yeah, so, that's where Carla like Rossi that. always showed up. Carla Rossi showed up everywhere. Boy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna find out who that is, man. You don't know the powers that I have, uh, Q. So I'm gonna. Well, I'm gonna get, get on off. it, brother. I've been I mean, looking for years. <laughs> <laughs> what did you do to her, Q? I'm still trying to figure that out, my man. I'm still trying to figure that out. All right. Mama we'll Q knows bo- Carla. Mama Q <laughs> we'll, knows Carla. We'll get, we'll get to the bottom of that. Uh, we're going to go out to the Raider Nation listener line. Uh, Joe is on the line, wants to talk about the Raiders. How you doing, Joe? I'm good, man. How are you all? Y'all doing good? Chilling, Q, right? Yep, right. chilling, 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 yep. Dude, Absolutely. I got several things, bro, I want to say. Uh, first of all, Q, uh, bro, I just – I followed your career. I mean, I've listened to you for like six years, dude. All the way back since you were on like Black Hole Banner and all that. And that's nice. all that you were doing. So it's been really cool to like talk to you, follow your career. Like you're living the Raider fans' dream. So I just like it's just really cool to like see what you're doing now. So Thank keep you. going, keep it up. Thank you. Um, but with the uh, with the game this Sunday, I'm glad I'm not playing in the game because I'm just now coming down from Monday night. <laughs> so I've not been locked in at all. Like I'm glad I'm not like uh, these guys who have to do it, but. I think what we're going to see Sunday, and I'd love to get y'all's thoughts on this, is I think we're going to see Leatherwood. I mean, he's got it. Like, this is his first test. Like, Justin Houston, like, that was a test. But he's, he's going to be matched up against T.J. Watt here. Yeah. And, and that's, that's, going to be, that, that's going to be a key to victory. I think we're going to, we need to see Derek play to the top ten level that he can because, like, on, on Monday night, you know, you, he had to lock in. I mean, that was top ten quarterback play to, to lead a team down the field. We need to see that continue. And something that has not, again, something that has has not really been talked about is that hit that Jonathan Abram had on that third and nine, or uh, over the middle, or maybe a second down against Mark Andrews. That in overtime, it was second down in overtime to knock the ball out. We're going to need him to continue to play smart against Chase Claypool and anything like that. So, uh, but yeah, love you guys. Show Vinny, thankful for y'all. Um, yeah, love to hear y'all's thoughts. Thanks, Thanks, brother. Really appreciate it. Uh, you're why we do this. Uh, all of you guys, um, uh, we're, we're, we're truly honored and blessed uh, to be doing what we're doing. And, and uh, Vinny, no, no co- 
Real quick, I, I think that didn't you, because uh, he mentioned Jonathan Abram in that play he made in overtime, and that was a huge play, but I think you brought that up. Didn't you bring that up on the show yesterday? Yeah, um, uh, thanks, How for, well he thanks, played? For, thanks for pointing that out because I think it's big, Q, uh, what I'm about ready to say. So doing a little bit of research on, um, you know, on, on, on Abram, and, and we know that, look, he's had issues, um, you know, in the past. Um, yep. and, and at times he's been a more of a liability than – a, a, an asset. And that's just keeping it straight, keeping it honest. Okay, so here's the thing. Um, on, on Monday night, Josh Jacobs, or excuse me, uh, uh, John, Jonathan Abram was targeted five times, gave up three passes, all right? He was credited with three pass completions of the five times he was targeted. On one hand, you go, ah, well, I mean, that's okay, I guess, right? However, of those three catches, they went for 16 total yards, so about 5.3 yards per catch, all right? Mm-hmm. I went back and looked at his numbers last year. He gave up uh, in, in of the, I think, 31 receptions he gave up last year of the 50 or so times he was targeted. Q, the, the average per catch on his receptions given up last year was over 20. So that's what the Raiders need. You're going to give up pass completions in the NFL. It's just too damn easy to throw for a quarterback to throw to a wide receiver. It just is every rule out there is conducive to that, helping make that happen unless you're sitting on your back because you got got sacked. Okay? So, you understand, you go in understanding chances are you're going to give up some completions. The key is take the guy down, mitigate and manage the, um, the, the, the the aftermath of that catch. Yeah. If that's where he can be, playing the position that he's playing, where he's able to get where he needs to get to, minimize the damage, and, you know, keep it in front of the chains, the Raiders will take that every single day. Yeah, agreed, 100%. And I'll tell you, and I said this earlier uh, during training camp and preseason, and a lot of people are like, oh, you're a Abram hater, and I'm not at all. I just know that his potential is greater than what he has shown so far in his career. And one, being healthy is part of it. So, you know, getting through games is always a victory just because he's been banged up because of the style that he plays. So with that being said, he is playing with a lot more confidence. Even when he talks to the media, and you were there when he talked yesterday, he just sounds like he's more focused. Uh, Ron Milas has said it. We asked him to tone it down a little bit. He's toned it down, and it just seems like he's understanding what they're supposed to do. When I think you asked the question about him being or the defense being more confident, and he said the whole team, the whole building is more confident this year about the team. Wasn't that you that asked that question yesterday? Um, I think it was Adam who asked the question about the okay. confidence. Okay. Um, but, yeah, and, and it was a great answer, I thought. Yep. Uh, and, and it kind of – speaks to what we've been observing for some time now and i you know even in even in otas texting some players you know hey how did it go what are you guys feeling you know that sort of thing and the cue the 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 response was these guys were champing at the bit man uh even when it closed down when when the offseason program closed down um i remember alec ingold told i said hey you enjoy the break see you at training camp you know break there's no break man we're right. gonna work uh harder these next 40 x days than than we did you know during otas i'm like holy cow man and it was it's not just talk it's serious and i think all of that leads to what jonathan is talking about in terms of the confidence i completely pick up and have been picking up and i know you have two q on a different perception that yeah. the raiders have of themselves forget what 
Mel Kuyper thinks of the draft. Forget about what, you know, uh, any pundit out there, myself, yourself included, right. has uh, to no, say. Agreed. It, uh, agreed. None of that matters. Right. It's no. what you feel about yourself and what you understand uh, uh, and believe you're capable of. And I always, I always sensed, uh, Q, a hesitancy uh, over the last year or so. Uh, uh, not this year, but going back to last year. A hesitancy. Uh, you know, hey, six and two, you know, da-da-da. Uh, Howard, eh. Right. You know, uh, wait, there's still some things got to get done. You know, eh, right. I got to fix this. There was never a we're here type of a, uh, type of a response. Nobody's come out and said we're here right now because everything is always a work in progress. Of course. But the, but, but the, but the feedback cue behind the scenes and out there is, is, is just so much different than, than what it has been. And, it, and, it, and it, to me, speaks of a confidence level. Yeah, no, no doubt. And the thing about it is, Vinny, we've been talking about it, and people called in. Uh, I know my guy uh, Aaron in, in Maui, he called in. Multiple guys have called in. My guy Peg Leg Raider in San Antonio called in and said, you and Vinny – are responsible if the season doesn't go the way we're all expecting because you guys have been talking about what you're seeing at training camp and you're talking about this team is different and 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 of course we're not just going to blow smoke up anyone's backside if if we think the team is different and it's different than what we've been seeing the last couple years and of course you up close to personal i've been up close to personal just this year but it does feel different and that's why when we went into uh you know allegiance stadium on monday to watch this game I said, I feel very confident that the Raiders could win this game by three. Well, they turned around and won it by six. I have actually said, I believe that the Raiders win this game against Pittsburgh by three on the road. And I'm not saying that as a homer. I'm not saying that as I'm trying to pump up Raider Nation and give them false hope. I believe the Raiders could win this game by three points based off the fact that their offense could do some good things. And I have confidence in the defense. It's playing different than what we've seen the past few years. They can win this game. They've got to go in there and play a clean game. It's not going to be easy by any stretch of the imagination, but they can win the game. We're going to get to a caller here in just one second, but I want to piggyback on that, Q. Um, they won that game by six points the other night, falling down 14 to nothing. So right. put that a little bit in perspective. So um, yeah, number one. And number two, and I, and I asked uh, my listeners this uh, all, all week, was there any point – even when they're down 14 to nothing, even when Derek Carr was struggling, in your heart of hearts, were you genuinely worried that Derek Carr wasn't going to get it together, or were you confident that he was going to get it together? Now, from my perspective, somebody that's covering the team, I wasn't worried, happy, sad, anything. Right. I'm just watching the game. Right, but sure. I can tell you this. I felt, as, as, as somebody who covers this team, He's going to get it together. I, I've seen Derek Carr struggle at times. Every quarterback can, can struggle from time to time. Uh, my, 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 my thought process was he's going to get it together. What I was more focused on and what uh, was, was not surprising to me but telling to me um, was that in the meantime, this defense is playing pretty good. I know they were down <laughs> right. 14 to nothing, but it, yeah. was, it wasn't it, – in the past, that would have been 28 to nothing if, if Carr struggles yeah. the way he struggled in that first quarter. It would have been a calamity. Um, but it wasn't. They kept it within striking distance. Next thing you know, they go score a touchdown to make it 14-7. to At that point, I felt like they're right back in this game. And then they made it 14-10 going into halftime. All the better. But to you, was there any point in that game early on that you were genuinely, genuinely worried that Derek Carr wasn't going to get it settled down and get it figured out? 
No, you know what? I, I kept thinking that it was a, a lot of rust that we were seeing, you know, in, in the press box. We could see a lot of rust on the uh, on the team. And I even tweeted out, this looks like an offense that hasn't had any preseason action. That's, that's what it felt like. It felt like a team that didn't have any preseason action. They were trying to get in sync with each other. But the thing about it, Vinny, and this is from my p- point of view, I've been, you know, going to Raider games. I've been rooting on the Raiders my whole life. I mean, I, I know – kind of the ebbs and flows of how a Raider game goes. And so there's always a point where a Raider fan says, all right, this one's in the books. It's over. I never thought that. And I had confidence that, oh, okay, the Raiders defense is out there. Don't worry. They'll get the ball back. I haven't said that in years. I haven't said that in years. I haven't said that in years, but I said that on Monday. I said, oh, that's fine. The Raiders will get the ball back. Oh, they got them pinned in the, you know, deep in their own end zone. No problem. They'll get the ball back. It's all good. And that's what they were able to do. When they when when A.J. Cole, who probably doesn't get enough props, did a really good job as the punter to flip the field, I thought, oh, don't worry, the defense will get it back because I felt confident that they, were no, they knew what they were doing and they were going to make it happen. It's a strange and unusual feeling, isn't it? Yes, it is. Yes, it <laughs> For is. For a Raider fan recently yes. to be able to rely on that defense. I also felt, yes, I, I felt there was some rust that needed to be shake, sh- shaken off. Uh, but but I also felt, Q, uh, and maybe I'm wrong, but this is kind of what I was feeling. I felt like everything that was that led up to that game, the fans in the stands, the stage of Monday Night Football, um, the expectations that we know and can feel uh, over at the over at the Raider facility, the the the, the uh, desire to make a big statement early on. I just felt like it was a little bit. They weren't responding to the bigness of what was going on, and they were, it was actually having an adverse. Effect. I just felt like just got to cards just got to get settled down, start spreading the ball around a little more. They're going to be okay. The curiosity was the defense, and I'll tell you what, they checked off a box to me on Monday that they could be relied on. Complimentary football is something we haven't talked about with the Raiders in a long time, and there was complimentary football going on where one side of the ball could rely on the other. Special teams stepped up in a way, like you just mentioned, AJ Cole. We didn't even write about him, talk about him, but that dude had a hell of a game on on Monday night, and that's important. You have to have that. And of course, Daniel Carlson with a 55-yard kick. None of this happens without Daniel booting a 55-yard field goal to push it back into overtime. You're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Q Myers. I'm in Pittsburgh. Q is over at the Treasure Island at the Golden Circle Sports uh, Book. book. Uh, go check him out and say hi if you can. And when we get back, we'll get to the callers. Uh, so, Robert in San Jose, please hold on. We're going to get right back to you. Welcome back to In the Huddle with Vinny Bonsignor, live from the Treasure Island Sportsbook. Gonna let that ride out. I was expecting something, but uh, all good. Uh, we are gonna go out to the Raider Nation. <laughs> what this were you expecting? Robert. No, hold on, Doc. What were you expecting? Is what I want to know. I thought I thought we were gonna get have a uh, a quote from uh, from from earlier today, uh, but all good. Because uh, oh. you know how like on the on the cell phone you can see when somebody's read something, so you're just gonna assume oh, that. Oh, and, wow. the, and then I got the no uh, in the middle of that song being played. So uh, wow, so, just so instead. Dime We're going to go right out to the wow. uh, listener line. Uh, Robert is in Jose- in San Jose. How you doing, Robert? I'm <laughs> uh, pretty good, Vinny. Thanks for taking my call. Uh, to Absolutely. tell you what I was thinking during the uh, first quarter of that game was uh, we were used 
talking about the Rams not playing any of their starters during preseason and going to the Super Bowl. And I was thinking how rusty Derek Carr looked and how the fact that he was going to Waller and Renfro, the guys he kind of played with last year, represented the fact that he didn't get any playing time uh, during preseason with Ruggs and Edwards and Moreau and getting used to going to them. And when he did start to go to them more often in the fourth quarter, that's when the offense really started to open up. So I was thinking about you saying preseason wasn't important in terms of getting those guys some work. Uh, In terms of two questions I have for you. Do you think we'll see a little more uh, Foster Moreau and 12 personnel just to deal with T.J. Watt? And is what's the word on Clee Farrell? Is he going to play this weekend? Yeah, I believe Clee Farrell plays today. By the way, that uh, that call. Rams 2018 team that went to the uh, Super Bowl, they opened up against the Raiders. And uh, and I think the Raiders, I wanna, I'm looking at it right now, yeah, they led 13-10. to 10. Uh, at halftime, so yeah. the Rams, without question, uh, were rusty to go into that game, and then they they came back and outscored uh, the Raiders twenty three to nothing in the second half. They got it together, so that's why. Yes, I, I do believe Q. There's going to be some rust in the in that kind of a situation, um, but um, you just have to. It's a seventeen game schedule. That right. in two thousand eighteen, it was it, it was two, it was sixteen games. You you have time to get it together, even if it's not clicking right off the bat. But again, Q, what we talked about, that's where complementary com- uh, football comes into play. If right. one side of the ball has to get it together or, or shake off the rust, you have to be able to rely on somebody else to hold it down for you until that time comes. Yeah, you do. And the thing about it is the way that the Raiders ended that game, I feel pretty confident that they're on the same page now. I really do. I feel like that Derek Carr has got a lather going up where, where he's feeling good about himself and – and he's, uh, you know, he's ready to roll, and I think that they'll start the game much quicker than they did against Baltimore, and I think they need to. I think they need to be able to start the game a lot quicker. So uh, I'm excited to see how they, they follow up that performance that they had Monday night because, again, that was Monday night. It was just a couple nights ago. Uh, and so it's a short week. They're battered and bruised. They don't have all their guys out there that they want, but they're still a team that believes that they can go out there and win. And, and so um, I, I just think – I don't know. I think it's going to be a very competitive game. I picked the Raiders to win by three, and I just think that there's a lot of elements to this game. Now, I did want to pass along this tweet real quick, and uh, my guy S. Jonas NFL Photos tweeted it at us. He said, who's better today, Roethlisberger or Derek Carr? For me, it isn't close. Carr, better decision-making, less turnovers, and better athlete. Who would you rather have at the line of scrimmage pre-snap, Carr or Ben? Again, I take Carr, Gruden, and talent. And I'll say this. I get it. Carr is doing really well, but Big Ben's been there and done that. You know, and, you know, there's certain athletes and certain players in games. And I'm not saying I would take Big Ben over Carr. I think it's almost a push since we're here at at the Treasure Island. Why not call it a push? I think it's more of a push because what Big Ben lacks in, like, athleticism and other things, he'll make up for in something else. When veterans get older, when really star athletes get older, they find ways to reinvent themselves where they can still squeak out extra extra play in them you know I mean it's just and Vinny you know I mean you covered Kobe Bryant you know as he got older he wasn't jumping out the gym and dunking on everybody but he would do the little Michael Jordan fadeaway and it was still effective because they still scored two points guys that are really exceptional athletes find ways to reinvent themselves so I kind of think that both quarterbacks are on the same page I'm going to push back a little bit. I think Derek Carr at this stage of his career is clearly better than uh, Ben okay. Roethlisberger. They've been talking about it on the radio uh, all day today uh, as far as 
of of the thirty two pass attempts that um, that that uh, Ben threw or attempted against the Buffalo Bills on Sunday, none of them went more than I don't think he, he even got close to a twenty yard throw. Uh, in fact, I'm looking at it uh, average yards six point five on on his thirty throw on his thirty two throws. Uh, average yards uh, per play on the pass play was uh, five point eight yards. So yeah, he's probably reinvented himself. Uh, as a watered down quarterback at this stage, who is either, and this was the big question today in the. On I don't know here. about that, Vinny. I don't know he's a watered down quarterback. He's 39 still, years old. He's still 39 good. Years, 39 years old, coming off a uh, major, what was it, a shoulder injury or shoulder, shoulder uh, surgery that he, or elbow? Yeah, the elbow uh, sur- injury, yeah. Okay. Uh, surgery that knocked him out two years ago for a, basically a full season, coming back from that. But the, I'm just going off what, what, what they're saying today, yeah. uh, what I was hearing today, and it was. Is Ben is Ben not throwing the ball, or or is it a, a case of he can't throw the ball long anymore? Because ah. it goes all the way back to last year, uh, where it was working him with the dinking and dunking, because that's basically what they're doing right now. Right, right. Uh, for but sure. then, but then, but then, what happened was because they lost, I think, five of the last six games. They started out eleven and zero, uh, if I if I remember correctly. But then teams started figuring out that you don't have to defend the full field against him because he's not throwing long. He's not even trying to. Mm. So it became easier to defend that. And it's kind of carried over to this season. They won because they got a um, they got a uh, they got a, a touchdown. Yes, exactly. Uh, it wasn't, you know, and, and I, I'm wondering what the heck's wrong with the Buffalo Bills right now. That's a game that they should have won if their offense is, is rolling. Uh, but they didn't, and Steelers won, and they come home uh, up, you know, uh, or one and zero on the season. But there's been a lot of talk here about where really is Ben Roethlisberger uh, in terms of physically and and able to do certain things that he was always doing uh, in the past. So who knows? Maybe this That's is a breakout game for him where he's starting to chuck it downfield. But there's some concern because he hasn't shown it. He didn't show it on Sunday against the Buffalo Bills. And if you go back all the way to last year, he wasn't showing much of it last year uh, as well. So we'll see. Okay. I, for my money, Derek Carr is a better quarterback at this stage of their of their careers. Okay. So, Fair um, enough. And it is early. It's one game. But right. we'll, you know, uh, what was he? He was 18 to 32, so completed 56 percent of his passes, 188 yards, one touchdown, quarterback rating of 83.9. Two sacks uh, again. Yards per ca- per throw was five eight eight, and I think yards that he actually threw, he averaged was was six point five on his throws on his thirty two throws. That's not a lot. Uh, you're in the huddle with Vinny Bonsignor and Q Myers. I'm in Pittsburgh. Q is over at the uh, Treasure Island at the Golden Circle Sports Bar and Grill. Go check him out. The sports book as well. There's all kinds of sports. Great food. Great drinks. I've been there. I love it. Um, and when we get back, we got Tashawn Reed coming. Uh, joining us from The Athletic, our good friend and colleague uh, over at The Athletic. Get his thoughts on what might happen uh, on Sunday. You're in the huddle with Vinny Monster and Q Myers. Tequila Embajador, Raider Nation Radio, 920 a.m. on a Friday. <laughs> 